coming to you live from the top floor of the OBB Corporate Tower in downtown Coral Gables. You're listening to the top-rated American football podcast in countries that don't play American football. Ain't that some shit? These are the Orange Bowl Boys. Brought to you by Ed Morse. Join the over 2 million people that are backed by Morse. Visit edmorse.com. Here's Toast, Roman, and Scoop. Miami Hurricanes came away with a much-needed win yesterday in Atlanta, 35-14 versus Georgia Tech. Roman, why are we here? Because it's the recap show. It's the recap show. With a dub. Listen, recap, man, whoa. It's the, first, it's the first time they've looked apart since Bethune-Cookman, with all due respect. <laughs> Just from beginning, I mean, they looked better yesterday than they did against Southern Miss. Like, it was finally, finally, they looked like a football team. All three phases. All three phases, yes. All three phases showed up in a respectable manner. I think that's really what it's, uh, I mean, special teams, they didn't, honestly, they didn't do much. They just didn't do anything wrong. Uh, but but Headley, Headley, yeah, well, yeah Headley, look, but that's what Headley does. Yep. That's that's why he's uh, the MVP. He win the Ray Guy Award. I don't know if he's a semifinalist like uh, like our boy Andy is. Um, the Ray Guy, that's 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 college, right? College punter Ray mm-hmm. Guy Award. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's that should be that should go to him. They should just give it to him now. To be quite honest with you, um, Cam Kinchins <sighs> is he's becoming. He's becoming that dude, right? So we, I, I remember when we had, uh, uh, we had, was a blue, right? Yep. When blue said that he is, and, and you watch his high school film and you can see he's just a true safety. He was, he was highly underrated. Uh, he's a true safety, but he is becoming one of those dudes that we've seen come out of this program over the last 20, 25, 30 years, right? I mean, he's, he's, Three yesterday with a 99-yard pick six, um, albeit I don't care. I, I'm not even going to say it. It, it. Throws weren't very good. I don't care. It doesn't matter. You have to be in the right spot, and you have to take that, and you have to make that play. So um, good for him. I mean, just really badass. Wesley getting a ton of burn yesterday. Um, I don't know how. I Let me ask you guys. He looks bigger than I thought he was. Maybe I'm just mistaken, but 31 looks pretty damn big out there for a linebacker. Yes. There's my yes. comment. Good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He looks good. I, I kind of want to circle back to Cam. I mean, the, the thing you realize about Cam, he's staying over the top. He's doing his assignment, and now he's making the plays. I mean, I thought before earlier in the year it was just too much of a gamble. Remember, he was getting called out, too. We kind of did it. The coaching staff kind of did it. He even admitted, hey, I'm just probably gambling a little bit too much. And he has the ball hawking skills because I remember early on in the year, it was against Southern Miss. I mean, he started at our own logo and then just, just you know, neandered over there. Just like, do-do-do-do-do. I'm like, man, this kid's got range. And I think he settled back into the system. You know, coaches kind of talked to him. And just doing your assignment, it's just putting you in a, in a situation where you can go ahead and make plays. And boy, did he ever make plays. You, he, had, he had one he had one call back or uh, one taken off the board against FSU as well. Yeah. On, yeah. Hold on, on Tyreek. So it's a weekly occurrence now. Yeah. And three yesterday. Yeah. Three. The, the improvement uh, he has shown since the beginning of the season. When, you know, trying to go a little, uh, trying to put his money on the table and do a little gambling, got burned a few times, but now kind of settling in. Props to Kevin Steele and his coaching staff for getting through to him and him buying in. Um, now, yeah, that's his uh, that's his spot. He's owning it. He's looking the part. And uh, listen, props to the defense yesterday. Um, you had, uh, it should have been a shutout going into the half. They scored a touchdown on their final drive because they were gifted, gifted a first down when it should have been holding on a third and like eight or whatever at their own thir- 40. And that was an incomplete pass. And uh, would have, oh, hold on, my stupid alarm's going off. 
And um, yeah, a little late there. <laughs> well, I guess I hit snooze before by accident. Snooze, yes. did you? Yeah. Um, it's the nine-minute snooze. Yeah, right? it's seven thirty-nine. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they uh, you know they, they played fine. So really, the, the the big touchdown drive was like one of the, well, like the last drive of the game where they finally got into the end zone outside of the getting gifted that holding call. So the defense played well all three phases, as Scoop mentioned. This was just a fun game to watch. This is what we're going to thought we were going to be watching every single week. And granted, Georgia Tech isn't very good. I get that. But even if a, a team isn't good, you have to look the part. And they passed the eye test yesterday. They looked like a football team. They 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 looked like they were getting better. <laughs> I love you know? how people. I love how people say it was just Georgia Tech. It's only Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech sucks. People, I know it's early. We lose those games. I'm not sure if you're paying attention. For Christ's sake, we got our asses kicked by Middle Tennessee State. Duke, uh, who almost lost Virginia, Florida State beats by 42. Like, it's not just Georgia Tech. I know you all of a sudden want to think that, but it was a pick 'em, right? Vegas had it as a pick 'em. So <laughs> it's that was a uh, that was a nice win. It was a really nice win because it's not Georgia Tech for this team, it could be just Georgia Tech two years from now. Or 20 years ago, we we lost to them three years ago at home in overtime. Four years ago, I guess. Lost to them. We lost to them last year and beat them last year in like 33, 30 years. Look, it's not. It's not. So I know all the fans say, not the case. Not at all the case. So uh, I, I they moved the ball. They moved the ball pretty well. Rooster. You got a little cockadoodle doo in there. Rooster is so much better in pistol. Ribs. No, that, there it is. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, right, the right, was right about to say red zone dysfunction. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no red zone dysfunction, really. This he, he just looks put, the part. The Rooster looks like Rooster. And I, I'm excited to, to watch a uh, student of the game. Rose going to break this down for us. Rooster looks like Rooster in pistol. And I'm not me. Not necessarily sure why that is the case. Uh, maybe he just gets a little bit of a head start. Uh, but really, really does look great. And and we'll break down Jakari. We'll break down the offense as a whole. Because everyone wants to... I mean, there's man, it's a, it's a touchy subject. Really, really touchy subject. Now, especially with Jakari going out and being efficient. Having three touchdown passes. And uh, and running the ball well, which you would expect. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think you saw from the and listen. We, I don't, I'm not. I, we don't need to get into the play calling and whatnot because that was still pretty vanilla. But man, you really saw what Jakari brings to this offense that uh, neither TVD nor Jake brings to it, and that was the fact that um, you know they went ahead. He he rushed. 19 times, man, for 87 yards. <laughs> uh, he was, the, what, uh, 14 for 19 for 136 and three touchdowns through the year. Just an amazingly efficient day, a quarterback rating that was right around the 200s. Um, just, man, it was uh, it was something to see. It was something to see. It was fun. It was fun. Thoroughly enjoyable afternoon. Jakari, <laughs> and, and what it does is when you have a struggling offensive coordinator on the year, you don't really have the points per game. There's there's something that Jakari Brown can give you that other quarterbacks can can't, and that is he's got the eraser, right? He's got an eraser. When plays are bad, when they're just simply not there, he has the ability with his athleticism. We've been trying to tell you, you might be the most athletic kid on the team, right? We'll talk about uh, again the same drawn out statement that he should have been moved to wide receiver because I think that's utterly ridiculous and dumb, and it just proves it and own it. Own it now. You said it, and you keep doubling down on it like it's supposed to be some gospel. Listen, he is a quarterback. You don't think he could do this in other systems? He took Josh Gaddis. Josh Gaddis, who is the worst statistical offensive coordinator in the country. I mean, not country. For me, it feels that way. For the Miami Hurricanes, worse than Patrick Nix. And that kid was able to go in there as a freshman on the road Use his athleticism, use his legs, just casually throw three touchdowns. 
he erased a lot of the the bad plays, right? Just because he was able to do something that quarterback that the other quarterbacks on the roster can't. And that's what I always felt. I'm like, I'm a big TVD guy. I I I like what Jake's a lot of his attributes can be, but Jakari can just do something different that the other two can't. I've said it all along, and you got to witness it. Witness it. My only call out would be own it. Say I made a mistake, Jakari Brown's a damn good quarterback. That would look a lot more impressive coming from that side of the media world than saying doubling down on it. Well, I still don't think he's a good quarterback. Yeah, get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. That kid would be swallowed up in the portal by other teams tomorrow quickly with what he just put on tape. Quickly. Composure. No fumbles. And and what do you say? He, he ran the ball 19 times? 19 right. times for 87 yards net. Yep. So he, so, all right. So, so, so this is what I like to see, right? I, I did mention I'd like to see him throw it more than 15 times yesterday. He did. He ran it for 19, and he threw it for 19. That's pretty well balanced and uh, efficient and not careless, right? No fumbles. He ran it 19 times, didn't put the ball on the ground, and no picks. And when I say no picks... What I really mean is he made all the right reads. He never put the ball in harm's way. Of those 19 throws, they were where they should have been. Mm-hmm. Right? Was he a little bit erratic? Sure. Can he can he hone in on some accuracy, some uh, maybe a little bit more touch? I mean, he had the one to X. Right read. Yep. X opened down the middle of the field, just overthrew him. Um, you know, some of the other stuff. Sure. Of course. You don't think that nerves got to him a little bit. You don't think that being, uh, I look, I know he, he may say that nerves weren't there. Of course they were. That's his home state. Like he had his family there. Like he gave out as many tickets as Miami would allow him. Sure. So, you know, you, you got to give the kid a little bit of a, a little bit of a leash there on some of that stuff. He, he, man, he was fun. Um, and a little, little bit of high stepping too. Yeah, high stepping on a few different. As I said, occasions. the swag. More than one. Yeah, the yeah. swag. More than swag. once. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. That's <laughs> the one along the nice sideline was awesome. <laughs> that was like, good yeah, too. Was and the one coming, the one that he had to scramble out of the pocket yes. and get to the boundary side. Yep. he's high stepping through, basically, as he's stepping up out of the pocket and into the field. He's high stepping out of the pocket. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, so he. Uh, uh, I just lost my totally just lost my fucking train of thought. Oh Damn, no! Dad, no! No! Oh. 14, 14 to nineteen and three touchdowns. I don't care who you are. That's an impressive stat line. Fourteen to nineteen, and then you go ahead and he was the second leading rusher on the team, so he was a majority of your offense. He was your oh. offense. The offense ran through him, and see, and that's that little thing that he provides. You got to understand something, and I'm going to highlight this in the student of the game. And maybe I should go back and do my due diligence and show you when, when a quarterback does this zone dre- like this zone quarterback read, what I mean by that, they're going to put the ball into the running back, right? And then they're reading somebody. Who are they reading? Typically, they read the defensive end, right? And when you have other guys in there on the roster, and I'm not sliding them whatsoever, but th- that defensive end, when, when it's Tyler or when it's Jake, he's, he's, he's making a beeline straight for the running back, right? And what happens is then that running back, you know, he's getting guys crashed on. We'll watch later on how when Jakari Brown does it, that defensive end goes into conflict. He's just standing there like, are you keeping it, Jakari? So if you don't think Rooster's success is tied in absolutely in tandem to Jakari Brown's and the element that he brings, absolutely it is. And, you know, we've been critical of the coaching staff, but I want to give them some credit on the whole. Why? the decision to actually go with Jakari Brown over Jake Garcia. I thought it ended up looking because of the way the offense was and how bad Jake was struggling. And it doesn't mean he's going to struggle long-term. doesn't mean he's not going to ever be the guy. You don't know. I mean, football's funny like that. You don't know what's going to happen next year. But the decision to insert him in and why the running game ticked up with him, you are over 200 yards rushing, Telling you, it's all in the fact that Jakari Brown brings an element to that room that not many Scoop people have. We're talking Toast. about uh, his composure. So, freshman quarterback, true freshman quarterback, first start on the road where he grew up. So, as you said, must have given away his full allotment of tickets. First drive of the game, they've gotten a few first downs. They're running it effectively well, whether it's him or going to Rooster. He gets his first call where he's going to look down the field to pass the ball. And they're at like the, uh, I think they're at the Georgia Tech like 40 or whatever. And he drops back and everybody's covered. 
All four guys are covered. No one's in double coverage, but everyone is covered. He pulls the ball down, and he runs it for eight yards. His first opportunity to throw it down the field, and he said, you know what? It's not there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pass on this one. I'm going to get my eight yards. He then, th- two plays later, hits Mallory on the 22-yard touchdown pass down there. So that was the first time he he extended the ball. But that composure scoop, and you talked about it, man, you know he was excited to throw that first pass, and he had the opportunity and said, ah, you know what? It's not right. I'm just going to run it right now and live to play another day. That shows intelligence because on the year, I'm sure he's been in quarterback room and he's like, damn, my OC doesn't get anybody <laughs> open on these past concepts. <laughs> so you know what? If it's not there, I'm running. He's smart, smart yeah, man. He's not dumb. He's smart, not dumb. It's all covered? He's, no he's not, he's not it, Whipple no maybe do this. <laughs> he's going to pull that down. I, I mean, look, I would imagine, and I did see him get through some progressions yesterday, yeah. to be honest with you, but I would imagine... That's that's he's in a situation. I'm speculating, but if it were me, he's in a one read um, and tuck it situation. Maybe two. Look this, and we've said this many, 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 many times, many times, and I'll see say it again. Yesterday, the checkdowns in this offense are non-existent. They are not in front of the eyes of the quarterback, no matter who is out there. Schematically, and this is how we. This is what. This is why we we rail on this scheme for many reasons. But you see any checkdowns yesterday? No, the no. pass and the flats were all designed that way. No, yeah, there's no checkdowns because the checkdowns aren't available. They're just not there, right? So, you know, a lot of the stuff was 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 bubbles yesterday. Mm-hmm. Great. I mean, get it out of his hands and, and let's throw some bubbles. I would love to see some progression off of that. I mean, really, maybe run some verticals off the bubbles. You ran a bubble 10 times. Maybe we run some verticals out of that. Um, but it's just that kind of stuff. The 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 simplicity just stays simplistic. Um, and it is what it is. But, man, and, and, you know, we had the chance to have Jakari on with us. Uh, with Jaleel, who got his first touchdown yesterday from his boy Jakar, roommates, right? Best it's of like friends. TVD uh, that part is two, so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> it really is so cool to see that. Uh, and uh, and Cyrus Moss, all three were on with us at one point, and then we had him uh, when we were at the tank for our first live show at the tank. The three of us were there. That's when uh, the three of them were there. That's when I was, and and really, Kane's Nation uh, was informed that it's Jakari with the U, not Jakari, as I was mentioning it to him. Uh, he was very, uh, he wanted to make sure that I knew that and that everybody else knew that, and I appreciate him very much for that. But the whole point of this was he is, a re- going back to what Rose said, a really, really intelligent dude, really well-spoken, really bright, understands this game. Um, and, and, and if, if, if he's the guy moving forward, uh, I can't wait to see how he flourishes. Um, preferably in some other system, but mm-hmm. I, you know that's out of our control. So I, I think he made a strong enough case, and obviously in the background, if you saw me in the video feed, I'm kind of staring because simultaneously I'm putting out an OBB legend piece from Stephen Kim, who does a great opinion every week. Uh, he, he comes out heavy hitting. Yeah, that's Stephen Kim, the one that does the three knockdown roll for the with Mario Lopez and is always on nationally syndicated shows. Uh, he's a contributor for us in the OBB legend. And he makes a case for Jakari. I, and I think everybody walked away from that game understanding that Jakari Brown made the case that he's a quarterback and that he's a, a very capable, more than capable, and just like Scoop alluded to, in the right system, this kid could kill it. He could kill it. He really could. He really could. He is. He's dynamic. He, he's got some things to improve upon. And that's the, that's the good thing. That is the good thing with Jakari Brown. He's not a finished product yet. He's not. He's not a finished product. He's got room for growth. Uh, as a quarterback in the pocket, some of his touch passes, uh, some of his reads, but the things you can't teach, damn, he's pretty good at that. He's really good at that. Let's talk about the fact that uh, a much maligned group really showed some cohesion yesterday, and that was the offensive line. Um, mm-hmm. You had a true freshman starting there. They kept him clean. 
they opened up some wonderful holes. They were pushing the uh, the uh, the, def- the defensive line backwards. Rooster is get- getting holes to dive through. Um, props to them. They they they. They, I don't know what Alex put in their uh, put in their OJ <laughs> yesterday, but they looked like five guys that had been playing together and knew what each other were doing, and it was uh, it was part part of the whole just looking the part. Fine job by them yesterday. Yeah, I, well, I think I mean, look, Kai's back, uh, and he's back, and he's healthy, mm-hmm. he's fully healthy. Um, and then you have uh, Cooper, who uh, uh, Mario gushes over. True freshman, Anes Cooper, saying that he is he is every bit the part of what a Miami Hurricane offensive lineman should be, uh, and now really kind of coming into his own. But, but, I'm going to put this back in what Rose said, right? You have somebody who provides a threat at quarterback to be able to run the ball. It, the dynamics change. It's like, it's, like having, it's like having the one extra guy in the depth chart, which... You know, I, I I hammer home for however many years we do this. That one extra guy in the depth chart changes the entire depth chart, changes everything. If he's a top level guy, so, huh? No, I was listening to you go. Yeah, Jakai is that dude for the offensive line. Correct. So so now you have him back, and you have the fact that that uh, that Jakari kind of provides that same thing on the field. So now you have two people that you have to account for running the football. Um, so I look, it was fun. It really was. I, I look at Jakari and this is I, like, you have to, when you look at people, you compare people, right? Because you have predecessors of certain positions. You have predecessors of what people can do, um, how people are, you know, their athleticism and how they run. Right. You know, we, we made, uh, we were, we thought it was crazy last year that, you had Mike Harley, who had never seen anyone run like that, and then all of a sudden Rambo comes in, and they're like twins running. And it was like, you know, right? you're always comparing people. Uh, and I'll say this, and I don't mean it literally, but watching Jakari reminds me of, and there's many people to compare, I would say Vince Young. right? I think Vince Young is a it, physically, right? Jakari's tall. He is big, man. Um, he's long strides. Uh, tough to bring down. I mean, really, he's a he's a tough runner. I, I maybe not take that many shots, uh, but you're not going to stop him. For, I mean, that's that's how he knows how to play. So, uh, but that that really is the kind of the comparison for me. Um, so, it's yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Man, I would love him. God, I don't know. Yeah. I, I say I say I'd love to see him in a different system. I really, really, and everyone's going to say, "Oh, stop the agenda, stop the agenda." No, no, no. I really would. I'd like to see him in something other than this. Um, to see how good he can be because you put him in I could I can pick and choose some around the country my goodness I mean different level University of Miami only gave up one sack and you and three tackles for a loss so and the sack was included so only three tackles well, the for escapability loss and one sack. was pretty impressive mm-hmm. yesterday look yeah I mean he got himself well, out of some junk well and you look mm-hmm. at him he can he can put 20 pounds on his frame and be even like he can be a monster. Do we uh, do we want him? To? I wouldn't want. That, I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, it looks to me like he can fill out more. Like he looks. Yeah, he's still like, a baby. Like he's I, still I, a baby. He could fill out a little bit, and it wouldn't impact him. And he would just be even harder to bring down. Like maybe those, not twenty, those, maybe fifteen or ten. But at the beginning of the year, those three in particular, they have the frame. I mean, Jaleel, tall, very yep. skinny. Cyrus Moss, tall. He got in some. He got. He's credited for yeah. a quarterback yeah. hurry. Um, Cyrus Moss and Jaleel and then Jakari, all kids, you know, you could tell they're young, but tall, slender frames, man. And, uh, you know, of course they can put on some weight, but you know, with those three, we always felt, man, this is a good group of people. If they can continue to stay hungry and get after it, they're, they got a bright future. I'll say this. I've been around Jakari numerous times. We have been, and he is the tallest six, five person in person I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I know they say he's 6'5", been around 6'5", plenty my life. I feel like I'm four and a half feet tall with this kid. Yeah. Like, he's like he's like six, he's a 6'10", 6'5". It's wild to me. He, he's the tallest 6'5", I've ever been around in my life. So, they're saying, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. They're, saying they're showing everything. He's tall. When they're getting in the huddle, he's taller than all of his offensive linemen. And I swear to God, he makes Rooster look like he's 4'5". Yes. <laughs> he's yes. tall dude. He, he's he's perceptionally so. there. 
Uh, on the day, I know we won 35 to 14, but like an interesting tidbit. Do you know who uh, had the most amount of yards offensively? I'd be yeah. uh, Jakari. Uh, no, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. 363 yes, is 353. Yeah. yeah. Stolen a bit of possession. Yeah. Still, I think that's your granddaddy stat, to be honest. They had to start at the five every time. Yeah. Yeah. They had more opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> Georgia Tech actually outgained us with first downs. Obviously, the killer and the backbreaker, and we talked about Cam Kitchens. I want to go over to the defensive side of the ball because you saw Wesley, right? What linebackers seemed to be in more? I think I just gave it away. And what linebackers seemed to be in less? Which one would you say? Well, Gude was all over the place. So that now you, you, you see where I'm getting at, right? Yeah. After the Florida State game, it was so apparent that the linebacker position at the U, and we knew it was a, a question mark coming in. And one of my keys to the game, I was like, just just throw it out the window. Try something new. Try something crazy. Play the young guys. Mix up the lineups because what do you have to lose except another ball game? They did exactly that at the linebacker position, and well done. Because I had big concerns after last year when the two starters – that we had that we witnessed were the same two starters. There, there's a couple position groups. I was like, man, if those guys are still the starters, the staff must know a lot better than I do. I could just only tell you that last system, last film. So I'm not surprised that the defense linebacker position kids got a little bit more tackles because they bring a little bit more speed element. So I don't, I don't want to see West come off the field again. I don't, I don't because the university of Miami to get to the next level, special defensively, it's going to need to do it with impact linebacker play. It's got to have to do it with speed at the linebacker play. And we haven't seen that in, in, in a little while, to be honest. So I think that made a huge difference too. If you're asking me my opinion, also got to throw a well done job. Number two, Tyreek had a hell of a game yesterday as well. Tired defense just played, just played well. I mean, I, I'm so annoyed by that first, uh, by the end of the first half touchdown because I swear to God, bro, that holding call was even the announcers like laughing. Uh, I know what you're saying, Miami fans. That should have been a hold. Well, but they're calling it both ways. Just stop, bro. That was so egregious, so egregious. Yeah, yeah, backbreakers. But you know, you got it. You got to, and that's the thing. If we could watch the highlight tapes, because I remember this during the, the Blake James era, boo. But, you know, they would send a lot of the egregious calls, a lot of the missed calls. They would package it. They would put it and send it to the ACC office week after week. And I'm sure Mario does the same thing. I'm sure there's a staffer who does that. It's nothing new to University of Miami Hurricane fans. I mean, when they say that there's a holding on every play, they're almost true. But then some of the holdings that they let the, let the kids get away with, just my goodness. My goodness, it, it's insane. I can make a highlight film from studio to game. Bad holding calls against Miami, but it do it does you no good. It just absolutely it's it's irrelevant at this point. I I, I don't know. You, you're you're almost like that beat dog that doesn't. You're like, all right, I'll, I'll can I have another? All right, another blown call. Great, awesome, mm -hmm. cool. Can we can we have another one? Listen, um, it gets us back to five hundred five and five. It also um, keeps. A bowl game on the table. You had to get the win yesterday if you want to have any chance of going bowling. So now you got two games left, one on the road at Clemson. We go there on Saturday. Then you come home. You got the the home finale of the closer against Pittsburgh. And you're a win away. You're going to Clemson. <laughs> this is insane. You're five and five. But talk about picking and choosing stats. You're about to head into Clemson with a chance to finish the ACC season undefeated on the road. <laughs> just, <laughs> couldn't play well at Mario, home. If you had told Mario before the season hey. that, hey, when it comes to Clemson, you'll be going into that game undefeated uh, on the road in ACC play, he'd be like, yeah, I'll take that. We're, we're probably, hey. what, you got eight, hey, nine wins? Hey, hey, you want me to stir the pot? I mean, Tyler said it. It's more fun to play on the road. <laughs> yeah. You want to go out and shut him up? Oh. Uh. Speaking of playing on the road and hope, oh, wishing we would have gotten that victory, but the victory even looks looks even worse now. To be honest with you, A and M is three and seven. Yeah, they've lost six in a row. Mm -hmm. What? <laughs> Dude, he may get fired. That he may get fired this year, bro. I, it's a ninety-five million yeah. dollar buyout. Uh -huh. Think of that. Yeah. Think of that. You thought you thought Slick Willie had it put together, bro. 
They signed that is incredible. They signed him to a ten year deal and gave him an extension after year four. He still hadn't yeah. won anything. Like what? He wasn't going anywhere. And now you're on the hook for ninety five million. He got that money based off recruiting yes, classes. Yes, he did. And yeah, and, he beats, he, and he beat Saban. He did. He and, did. And, and I, I'm sure his agent's Jimmy Sexton because everybody's <laughs> agent is Jimmy Sexton. And Jimmy's so smart at his job. He's like, he immediately approaches like the regents or the board of trustees or whatever they have out there. As soon as like, like hey, we just beat Saban. Hey, can we talk extension? <laughs> just like immediately <laughs> throws it on the, on the table for him. Fantastic job, Jimmy. Oh, Fantastic. I job. mean, my goodness, they are and, bad. And, and, Jimmy's and it was loving Auburn it. they lost to. And yeah. Jimmy's loving it because because next he's going to get his buyout, and then you you still know Jimbo Fisher is going to be a hot commodity on the on the open market. Probably with Auburn. Yeah, he's a hot commodity. And look, I mean, <laughs> that's a that's a good gig for him. Yes, it is. That is a good gig <laughs> for him. You go to Auburn. Him. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, I, Auburn would be so excited. I, I might be like a broken record here, but I never, I didn't think the Jimbo Fisher move to Texas A&M made particularly a lot of sense because when when he won here in the ACC with Florida State, it was because he did it with a plethora of talent. Like that 2013 team was extremely talented, and I'm like, well, you're not going to out talent Alabama, you're not going to out talent Georgia, so then you got to use it with scheme. Oh, you run a pro style offense. Good luck with that. Because it's very hard in the SEC to run that style of offense uh, and, and do it consistently week out, week in and week out, and especially when he has that much film on himself. I mean, I mean, defensive coordinators are telling you we know what Jimbo is, we know exactly what he likes to do, and when the book is out and you can't change and evolve, that's what's going to happen. Hey, good rebound from my spirit animal, Alex Golish, because he turns around against Missouri, puts up sixty six points. God, that dude can call a game. So. Um, crazy props to, uh, props to my Yukon Huskies, man, for knocking off Liberty, a team that came in eight and one freaking Jim Morris got them six and five with a quarter, a true freshman quarterback out of Fort Lauderdale. Loving it. Absolutely. Yeah. loving it. He should, he should win coach of the year. <laughs> Dude, I actually I swear to God, he should get consideration. I know he won't, but he should actually get consideration. Well, he act- of course he should get consideration. <laughs> I mean, Insane. all right. So let's look at this. Hold Insane. on. They lost to Utah State. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. They beat Central Connecticut State. They lost to Syracuse, respectable. They lost to Michigan, obviously. They lost to NC State. They're supposed to lose all these games. Yeah. Then they beat Fresno. They beat FIU. They lost to Ball State. They beat Boston College. First time they ever. They beat UMass. They beat Liberty. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, yeah. Who's this freshman quarterback kid? Uh, this kid does uh, uh, Zion Turner. Uh, from yeah. Fort Lauderdale, yeah, yeah. Where did he go to school? Where did he play? I think he. I'm not sure where he went. To be honest mm. with you, yeah, I don't know either. I'm not sure if he's a flying L or not. Yeah, but Zion Turner. Yeah, yeah. so he's not too bad. He throws for 102 yards a game. I mean, not terribly good, but no, whatever. It's UConn, bro. They've been the worst right. team in college football since 2015. And Jim Moore in his first year has gone to six and five. So props yeah. to you, sir. Yeah, yeah, props yeah, to yeah. you. Tennessee <laughs> did put up 66 on uh, on on Blake Baker. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just mean, gave props to Blake. Disgusting. Blake. Well, see, Blake does that. He he just he can't he can't help take his car into oncoming traffic at least once a year. He's like, I got a good defense. Like, I got a defense. Oh, what, what look were at the her? stats? What were the stats? What were the stats? Yeah, 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 yeah. For a hundred percent. Oh, I'd be curious. So Hooker three fifty five, mm-hmm. and they gave up uh, one hundred fifty two hundred and fifty on the ground. That's Hyatt. Hyatt, seven receptions, 146 yards. That kid is fast. It was a uh, good is he? It was a good day for the big three in Florida. Uh, also, he's for the got big 1,100 four. yards and Insane. 15 tutties. 19 58 catches. Hyatt, this is Hyatt, who gets no. I mean, he's getting some recognition. He should be getting more. 58 catches, 11, 16, 19.2 average with 15 touchdowns. Come on, in ten games. Come on. <laughs> oh my God! What? We needed that win, boys. We needed that win. We, dude, we needed it. The fan base needed it. The team needed it. The locker room needed it. And I mean, listen. At the end of that game, uh, and, and during the fourth quarter, 
you saw smiles on the sideline. I saw Mario with a big old smile. Like, dude, they needed they needed something positive where they can look at the film with these guys and you know, and it's and it's a pleasurable experience finally. Like it was needed all around. So congratulations to them for keeping their head down. They got to work this week and it showed. So props to Mario, the coaching staff, and the whole squad. <sighs> and there, I, I, you know, college football is so much fun. The parody we've talked about this has really look. Oregon lost to Washington yesterday, mm-hmm. right? That was a great game too. Yeah, FAU Fau <laughs> destroyed ass whooping. We mm-hmm. all three missed that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bama's- North Carolina barely beats Wake. Bama's escapes. Mm-hmm. TCU outlast Texas. That was a great one too. That game was three nothing at the half. I, know. <laughs> I mean, these two teams averaged forty five apiece, three nothing at half. UCLA lost. UCLA Late. lost. Yep. Right. UCF beats Tulane. I'll Clemson tell you what. You know what I'm looking forward to? You know what I'm looking forward to? That FSU Florida game could be fun. It absolutely <laughs> will be fun. Oh, they look. Florida State looked the part again yeah, too. Remember, did. Syracuse came in hot too. Syracuse yeah, and now is, Florida State's ranked. So they got a little confidence going, yeah. Yeah, after two impressive wins. Mm-hmm. And they were both on the road, too. They yes, had to they go were. ahead and beat Miami at Miami and Syracuse at the beginning of the year. They're looking at their record, and they're probably like, yeah, we're probably losing both of those games. The more realistic Florida State fans, because all us realistic Miami fans had those, uh, you know, Florida State at home as an easy dub, except, you know, toast. Um, eh, Michigan eh. doing it again. Michigan's going to hey, break everybody's let me, hearts again. Let me, let me ask you a question. So, <clears throat> it was you, Scoop. Which one of the Orange Bowl boys uh, like changed your prediction like last second? No, who do you think I did. it was? I did. Okay, that's not loud. Well, maybe it's not loud. <laughs> I, I had in, I had intel. I spoke to a couple people, and I decided that I thought that it was going to be much more lopsided than we originally thought. All right, I was correct. You were correct. Yeah. Well, it, 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 the re- not the recap show, but the regular show, the big mothership show. You you said your prediction. That wasn't it. And then uh, I took your prediction and put it in writing. Uh, at the OBB legend in the uh, in the piece, and it was in writing. So I don't I don't know. I I mean, it's like I could my you know my driver's license says I'm six three, but I can't just willy nilly. Hey, this I can change it. I am. Uh, <laughs> I can. I can <laughs> just, just just like just like if uh, if if somebody is ruled out of a game, maybe a starting quarterback's ruled out of a mm-hmm. game. Um, I can, and I already placed a bet. You know what I can do? You know what I can do? I can hedge my bet. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can. And I can just bet the other side. So. Sorry, I changed my prediction, uh, and and I was correct. And to be honest with you, man, I like seeing. This is me being selfish. I really like seeing Cam have that ninety-nine yard interception return. However, if he hadn't have done that, and Georgia Tech would have scored there, the score would have been twenty-eight fourteen. Mm-hmm. And I had predicted twenty-seven thirteen. I really wanted that to happen because <laughs> because I was really close to doing it again. Really close to doing it again. Speaking of uh, all the betting, uh, we got NFL football going on today. And if you want to make a little bit of money, you can just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code TPPN. And you will get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And you've got uh, the Browns and Dolphins at 1 o'clock. Should be a uh, good one. We had we had the uh, we had the dimly lit crowd yesterday too. Oh we had god. one of those. It's there's one every weekend. Oh my god! There's one every weekend. Where and at one point I thought I told I told Toast on Twitter I was like I'm starting to think that it's like all they're not con- like everything's not connect- connected upstairs. Yeah, you gotta like, be you kind. You gotta be you gotta go on easy them. on them. Yeah. Like it's just started to show that that dude was clearly not all there. I mean. Um, and then we realized who it was, which yeah, makes just, it even. I mean, we're not gonna. We're not gonna no, call him out. But no. Shh. Listen, man. You want to call us out for something we said? That's fine. But when I ask you for proof, and you say it was on a spaces <laughs> with DBC and stock and bonds, like, well, what are you talking about? No, no. <laughs> that's what not. he said. What he said is this is how the whole thing oh, started. No, Roe missed this, but this is how the whole thing started. The whole thing started by by him saying to somebody. That all of a sudden yes. we uh, are on their uh, are on their negative train, right? We're on that, yeah. That we don't that we want Mario gone, or that that we don't like what Mario's doing. Or we're calling, and they've been on him all the time and think that he stinks. I'm like, 
I'm not sure that anyone ever said on this show, I'm pretty sure, actually I'm emphatically positive, that no one's ever said here that uh, that we don't like Mario and the Mario's not going to turn around, right? But then he's like, no, you were rah, rah, rah. Yeah, no shit, still are rah, rah, rah. But now you're negative. Nope, that's inaccurate. So literally this guy was spinning himself in circles in what he was saying, right? And I'm like, no, no, no. Like 10 minutes down the line, now you've, now you've completely contradicted yourself. <laughs> Whatever, right? man. And we have we have an entire count of three people that know that you're you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. That birdie upstairs is a little the next a little crooked. Right. Little cuckoo. Um, so just, Mario's just on, um, We're going to have on one a, next week, too, though. We'll have another one next weekend. I'm sure Mar Mario's on a on a 10 year deal. I, I couldn't even foresee if it went completely, completely sideways. I, I don't think there's anything remotely going to cost him a job until like year six or seven six bro. at the earliest right bro, he, he and then put up jimbo it, numbers right now and he's not going anywhere yeah he just did <laughs> let's be honest it's five and five he just did we, we understand it but he can recruit he could do well and mario's a smart guy he's gonna he's gonna figure out what he needs to do offensively he's gonna figure out what he needs to do uh alonso heisman's in the building too i know what they they know what a roster is supposed to look like so um it's good it's good i i, I mean no matter what i'm not souring on that i never did now i'll tell you what i'm not a fan of i'm not going to repeat it because i think you know what i'm not a fan of but mario cristobal still a big fan of He's the right guy for the job, and we just got to be patient. And this year, we got to be patient. We'll see what happens next year. Um, it is the recap show. Uh, we've talked uh, in mass about the game yesterday, but there was other news that uh, I think we have to also touch on because it dropped about two hours after we released the pod this week. And you talk about recruiting this and that. We did have a rather sizable decommitment happen after the FSU game. Uh, quarterback Jaden Rashada went ahead and props to uh, Bayou Billy and the crew up in Gainesville because they kept this on lock and no one knew it was coming. And Thursday night at about 11.30 p.m., they go ahead and drop the flip. And um, it absolutely caused some... Uh, some uh, some fun stuff along the Twitter timeline, but guys, your thoughts on the fact that four-star quarterback Jaden Rashada, who is a prized part of this class, has now decommitted and flipped to the University of Florida? Um, I think it's he, he knew what was coming. Yeah, I <laughs> he, the kid. I I made a comment to the fact the kid had eyes. At that point, the offense is struggling. He's seeing some regression as far as quarterbacks and there and that. I'm sure it, it, these are still impressionable kids. Then he puts out there, I always wanted to play in the SEC. Plus, you get the fact that Mario had continuously been like sticking it to buy you Billy, and, and that was the term we keep stuffing you in a locker, Billy. And then you know he responded. I mean, it's uh, they got a good program over there too. They can recruit, and and you just don't. Don't say, oh, he's not that good. No, kid, it's, it was an excellent deliver of the football. I, you know, he, his vertical passing skill I thought was an elite level. I thought he definitely could help the University of Miami Hurricanes. He's a great player. It's not like he's bad now because he changed his colors. It's just the way the recruiting goes. It was a big hit for the University of Miami. They still have Emory Williams committed. I'm, I'm higher on him than most, but um, I kept saying Rashada was your quarterback one of the class, so... Uh, we'll see how Mario responds. He will. He will. They'll still they'll still reel off a really really good class. I'm really confident on that. But yeah, it stung. But it is what it is. You know, you uh, in the Discord, you we have the recruiting channel, and Leeds has been killing it in there. And if you also listen to her uh, pod drop this week with Lance Roffers. She is uh, incredibly confident that there are. It sounds like at least two to three more five stars this class that are going to sign with Miami before she said, there's more noise coming. So, um, you know, it may not be a quarterback, but there's other guys coming in here and, uh, she has, and listen, and she, you know, I'm not sure if anyone saw the, uh, saw the whole Rashada thing coming, but she is one that called the Carmani McLean. Mm -hmm. She, she, yeah. she knew that was going to happen for about three weeks. And, and listen too, we got to come in defense of our girl because she's she's like she goes in there and she kills it. She kills it in Discord. You in a recruiting channel and she's got a lot, a lot of great info. But if you think any recruiting insider down here 
knows 100% of 100% of the time what's going on. She didn't necessarily see the Rashada thing. No, nobody did. If you pay attention to the tea leaves, it was, you know, there were some tweets that he wasn't retweeting. He wasn't on that, like, retweet parade like mm-hmm. some of the others. Like, Francis is all over the place, bro. That kid is, that kid's savage. He's locked in. And he's like a, a you know, uh, he, that's how you change culture with a guy like that. He's like, I don't care what the record is. I'm locked in, man. I'm I'm ready to do this. That's how you change it. <clears throat> and I'm talking about Francis Gore, the number one left tackle coming in and committed to the University of Miami. So so when they get it wrong, or and it's not necessarily wrong, or they don't see it coming, why the backlash? Like why why do you insist on going after? It, it, it's like a good recruiting person's going to be right probably 75% of the time. I'll say that again. A good recruiting person's got to be right 75% of the time. They have better accuracy than the weatherman. You're not yelling at the weatherman when the guy's wrong or whether our anchor person or when she's wrong, right? You know, what What the... These are impressionable kids that can change your mind when the wind blows, right? So, oh, you don't know what you're... T- pipe down. Pipe, pipe down. Got to call a couple people out on that. Just just relax, okay? Just relax. It is a volatile business, and your prediction sometimes, these guys got crystal balls. You want to go back to the Cormani McLean, right? <laughs> you you, you, you want to see those predictions? They did a recruitment video for the University of Florida. The, the, the major talking ends, the Whitfong bombs, right? That guy's wrong. Do, do, do you, and I'm sure even then people probably got at him and all the Gator fans with hate and saying, you suck, you don't know what you're doing, even though the guy's predicted you know, so many commitments over the years. The best part is is uh, you go back and check the receipts from Gator fans who were downplaying Jaden when he committed to Miami. Now all of a sudden he pulls the flip. Oh, my God, are you kidding me? Yeah, so I, listen, I will say this, and, and we knew that he could. You look at those uh, composite recruiting l- rankings, and uh, the Gators now at number seven, Miami now at number nine, Bayou Billy delivering a top ten class. I'm telling you, the battles between him and Mario, um, forget about during the season. The recruiting battles for the next few years are going to be epic between these two. They're going to be mm-hmm. epic between these two. I mean, both of them know how to recruit like crazy and are getting it done in their first years. It's going to be uh, interesting to watch and see who comes out on top in the long run. And then in between that sandwich... Florida State's kind of really tweaked their roster and been able to be competitive through the portal. Mm-hmm. So they're not recruiting at the same level. They're not at that Jimbo Fisher level. And you heard Mario Cristobal. He said one of the things that he regret, there was a quote that came out through the media. There was a quote. He goes, I didn't rely on the portal enough this year. because And, and we heard it. We heard it. And I necessarily disagreed with it because, oh, in order to build the program successfully, you got to – you got yeah, you do. It's like, a, and I keep saying it's baseball. It's a farm system. Great teams have healthy farm systems, but teams win all the time through free agency, and that's what the portal is. You got to, you got to, you got to. Every rock needs to be overturned. You got to look under every nook and cranny. That's just what you got to do. I mean, I don't care if I have the number one recruited class coming in. If I got a kid that can change my program tomorrow and scoop alludes to it, get one kid through the portal. You change your program, the face of your program. I mean, it just it is what it is. I mean, your boy out there in Seattle, running back, my goodness, that kid is good. Kendall Walker. Ken- Kenneth like, Walker, the junior. Yeah, the third, yeah. And, and that kid came – look what he did to Michigan State. Look mm-hmm. at what he did to, for Michigan State. He comes over from Wake Forest as an afterthought, and he, he changed. Look at how much money he earned Mel Tucker. Just that one kid. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. That kid like, looks like he's a generational back. I mean, he's special. So – all right, so we got uh, the big one, boys. Big, huge road game coming up this week. Going to be in Death Valley. Uh, have not announced a time yet, so I'm guessing either 3.30 or prime time uh, for that one, but uh, be the final road game of the season, see if the Canes can finish out an undefeated uh, an undefeated road schedule. So we'll uh, do a drop either on uh, Thursday or Friday, as always. Um, anything else you guys want to bring up before we call this a wrap? Because I got my, uh, my Seahawks are kicking off from Berlin in about an hour, so... Oh, Gino and Tom Brady going head to head in oh, Berlin, Germany. There oh, yeah, go. yeah, there you go. Interesting. Uh, no, I mean, I'm just looking at other other. Uh, you know, I like to look around the day after mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Not good. That's a. Uh, well, you know, I mean, there was a full rebuild for Brett Venables over there. There wasn't anything well, left in the cupboard, you know. That. Yeah, <laughs> not much left in that. Uh, I, I don't know. Brett Venables, that's my Oprah, goodness. When, when Lincoln Riley, that was an unexpected departure from them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brett Venables is the guy. 
But, dude, it's so hard in that conference to play defense, right? That's your pedigree to be a great defensive coordinator. Uh, you, I've always said it's the most offensive defensive coordinator position in the country is a Big 12 coordinator. They're, they're like the offensive coordinator assistant. That They just – I don't know what it is. That conference has been putting up sick points over the years. Uh, a lot of what the SEC did was take a lot of those, you know, concepts that the Big 12 were doing first, and now they kind of opened up their offense. Because remember, it wasn't a few years ago. Everybody was playing like in a phone booth in the SEC. It was smash mouth, play on defense, and play run games. And finally they were like, uh, you know, I think we want to score more points. Um, so well, I don't know. it's just and, not and a good you bring fit. A defensive guy. Yeah. You bring a defensive guy into that. That's really tough, right? You look at him getting into conference. They put up, uh, Kansas state puts up 41. TCU puts up 55. Texas puts up 49. Exactly. Kansas puts up 42. Baylor puts up 35. Like you can't. And, and he's not an offensive guy. So if you can't slow down these offenses in your conference, you have Dylan Gabriel coming over there is a shell of himself, right? At, what, what, what is it, UCF? And you can't score? What are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, Lincoln Riley was score. good. Lincoln Riley had his, for me, the best talent Lincoln Riley had was the fact that that guy has an eye for quarterback talent mm-hmm. and an eye to develop the quarterback talent. So it's a lot easier to win and get in the playoff games when you have you know playoff-type caliber QBs that keep going into the NFL every year. Uh, and Brett Venables, I, I, I know he's going to improve the defense, but it's just, to me, defensive side of the ball in that conference is is not prioritized. Sometimes it's just well, bad fits. Riley left and took his guy with him. Yes. Yep. yep. Right? And, and then, he's killing it out there at USC. I mean, he's – he's and, and that's, that's uh, uh, you know, a crawl to a lot of Miami fans is because look at what Lincoln Riley was able to do to a defunct USC team in, in year one, and we'll look at what we're doing here. But it's it's not rocket science, Miami Hurricane fans. It's not rocket science. Who has the better offense? I keep, like, dude, Lincoln Riley does. He, he has the better offense. That's what wins these days. Better offense is going to win. All these problems we just talked about. Look, Jimbo Fisher, what's the problem? Bad offense. Brett Venables, defensive guy. It, it, it's just you can always single it down, right? The, the only team I think that I've seen, right? I mean, there's a couple, but like on the precipice of getting to the national championship team was a Lincoln-Riley-Oklahoma team because they could score on anybody. didn't matter. They didn't have a defense. That was their issue. But that's such an anomaly in today's game. A lot of times people can play decent enough defense. They just can't win because they're not scoring 35 and above, right? Miami scored 35 and needed four turnovers to do it. I don't want to go ahead and marginalize that. I kind of just did. But you have to do it with big offense. All right. So let's uh, wrap it up. Great job by the Canes. Nice win. Enjoy it, work off it, and uh, see if we can't, uh, you know, take this positive momentum and go up to Death Valley and shock the world. Why the fuck not? Yeah. Uh, why, why the hell not go up there? And they're not a great, 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 you know, team. They have some weaknesses. Just see if we can go up there and uh, and pull something off. Hey, Al Golden did it. <laughs> that must have felt good. Now that I think about that, losing fifty-eight to nothing, and mm-hmm. then going back up there as a DC, and then shutting them down. He's like, yeah. these guys cost me my job last time. Yeah, and it, he beats them with a Notre Dame squad. There you go. All right, boys. Well, I hope uh, everyone has a phenomenal Sunday. And as always, go Canes! Yeah! Bang! Another episode in the books. The Orange Ball Boys are brought to you by Edmore's Automotive Group. Visit edmorse.com.